Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Before all of that, though, um, look, you've heard all the analysis and political reaction and commentary to another day um, of revelations from RTE. This is before the Public Accounts Committee. Um, What I'm interested, though, in chatting about today is just to you as licence fee payers, where do you think the organisation goes from here? Has trust at all been damaged in the broadcaster? Is there any way? How do you rebuild that? Um, you heard Leo Varadkar in the news there a few moments ago talking about the organisation may have to change the way that it manages its accounts. This is over Leo Varadkar raising concerns about the public and the private money going into the same pot. So I want to hear your thoughts on it today. You're going to hear details later this afternoon as well. The terms of reference for this external review that could apparently go to Cabinet as early as today. So where do we go from here? That's the question. Where do we go from here for the state broadcaster? 1800 453 106 is the number. Leadership Communications Specialist uh, Gina London is with us on the show today. Um, how much damage, if any, has been done in terms of RTE's reputation, Gina? Well, from all the reports right now, a lot. And the key here for people in the executive teams at RTE is to be, and they are, of course, treating this like a crisis, but getting systematic, getting a plan. We are past the pre-crisis situation where it doesn't seem like there was a lot of rallying and organizing and getting cohesion and preparation situation since March when they knew about this internally. Then the crisis hit last week when it became public. Now they're in essentially the response and simultaneously, the recovery strategy situation. So from my experience working with multinationals all over the world in a crisis situation, there has to be a centralized point of command. Is there? I don't know. I've not been, just full disclosure, I'm not working with RTE in this capacity. So these are some of the general considerations that I do with my clients is, where's the centralized point person or the three-member or four-member team it still seems rather disparate from an external observation point of view when you hear how the questions are being answered. And internally, you've got two prongs now, external facing plan and your internal culture. There are employees there who are asked to take pay cuts who now know that one of the top earners didn't essentially take the same level of pay cut. There is real feeling of an incredible loss of credibility externally, internally. So I haven't heard if there has been a listening session organized by that centralized internal team to those hurt members. Yeah, we saw the NUJ protest this week, but that's speaking at power. That's not having a conversation with power. So there needs to be a plan. There needs to be some real structured rollout of that plan. There, at least at this point, should be a we are working on the plan. Rather than throwing out, we've thought about this, we thought about this, we thought about this, it would be much more helpful to set expectations of when the improvements can be begin to be seen. Okay. Take a listen, Gina, um, and I, I know we have some callers getting in touch as well. Take a listen to Independent Senator Ronan Mullins. He was speaking here on News Talk earlier this morning and he's calling for pay caps to be put in place. The, 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 the total remuneration uh, cannot be in excess of that of the Minister for Communication. So that comes in at about 190 something 
we've been told for years, oh, you know, um, this is the market and we lose them and, and so on. I think all that has to be tested. Um, we are a relatively small um, media market in Ireland. I think also uh, the fact is that when you have so much money coming from la- taxpayers' money uh, and then there's a result of a commercial side to an operation, your know, money is fungible. So you, know, you can't get away from the fact that you are talking about taxpayers' money. Are pay caps appropriate, Gina, in this case? Everything needs to be put on the table right now. This is what this is a chance. The good news, if there can be any good news out of this, is that there is an opportunity here to use this as a pivot point for RTE as an organization. How do we manage our employees? How do we manage our our book? How do we manage our quote unquote top earners that are bringing in advertising? And, and let's equate all of that and get that in the open. So I think everything should be on the table. But what needs to be, how do you get things on the table? Well, you don't just discuss them internally and react rather than respond to things that are being presented by the committee members that are the elected officials who are responding to a lot of this. You go to your team members who are there, who are feeling disengaged and disenfranchised right now within the halls of Montrose and get their ideas and their suggestions too. Have a real real listening session. Okay. They're the ones that would be able to give great ideas, get all those ideas out, and then start to prioritize and start to build consensus around which ones can we feasibly do, which ones can we not do. But okay. yes, everything should be on the table at this point. Um, 1800 453 is the number. Gina, stay with us. of some callers as well uh, on the line. David is with us. David, do you think the idea of introducing, you know, salary pay caps, is, is that what's needed here? Hi, oh, yeah, Andrea. Um, where do you start with RTE at the moment? <laughs> um, you know what? I'd start with looking at the TV license first. 50 million euros uncollected. Um, like, what, like I paid TV license. Why should I? You know? Um, I think Taoiseach's wrong about not collecting commercial funding out there. RTE, if it doesn't collect commercial funding, it's again back to the taxpayers ourselves. Um, like if you look at RTE as well, like where was their governance here? You know, surely organisations have um, reporting structures for financial wrongdoing. And, and there's a the question, why is there not uh, legal implications for people that haven't reported? Um, I, I heard your caller there talk about um, culture. Certainly it needs to be looked at. I feel sorry for the regular staff in RTE um, and if you think about fees as well, like I've thought about this, why shouldn't Google and Facebook and all them pay for um, um, stuff that they produce, like news stories and stuff like that? And I suppose maybe this is a watershed here, like really turning point. Yeah, well, was no one's not, not suggesting that there was anything. Um, illegal, but your point is that you no. think that all no. of this over the past, I mean sure it's gone on a week, it's last mm. week we first spoke about it here on the show to callers, you think it's a turning point Well it has to be a turning point, be. this has to be a watershed for decency and transparency in political business and, and those spheres in life, it, it's, you know how many controversies have there been in this country people are getting sick of it Would you pay, If have you paid your Licence fee for this, uh, the, you know, your your latest one for this year, David, or when is it due for renewal? 
It's by direct debit. And you know what? Like, I'm, I'm struggling to see, should I continue to pay this? Really, it's, it's re- I'm fed up with this, you know? Well, I definitely don't think they can ask for an increase to the licence fee. Oh, the increase is gone. Forget about that. Like, <laughs> what about you? What about you, Brian? Brian is with us on the line as well. Um, just first of all, that that suggestion today from from Senator Roland Ronan Mullen around the introduction of pay caps, salary pay caps. Is that I, I is think that it's, it's it's worthy of consideration? I think. Uh, your panellist, um, uh, Gina, did say, like, you got to put everything out on the table. But just if, if I can just uh, remind listeners that, you know, a lot of this was rolling in the midst of COVID, where right around the country, every town and city and village, there were business failures, there were job losses, there were serious pay cuts. And in the midst of this, we had a reverse Oliver Twist. Please, can I have some more? Um, and, you know, the, the figures uh, in the last couple of this years... This is asking, sorry, for the increase to the licence fee, Brian, you're talking no, about. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm talking about looking, um, you know, further uh, payments. Or oh, the to, additional payments. Uh, Ryan, okay, okay. Ryan so it's at the time and, when and, all and this was happening. Yeah, I just yeah. think it was just absolutely despicable. Um, and the numbers, conveniently, that were... were displayed publicly were all just below half a million which would have been I think a serious tripwire picking up on on Ronan Mullins uh, uh, comment uh, here's our it's monopoly money. You look at what the Taoiseach earns, I think it's something, is it around a quarter of a million? Why should why should somebody uh, running a radio programme get uh, nearly twice what the, the CEO of the country is getting? And, and just before... What I about the, the argument thought, around, the argument around um, it could be poached by competitors? I don't think, uh, I don't think any competitors have indicated that they would be prepared to pay that kind of money. I think we had that maybe for a period in the past, but I think reality has has kicked in. But the other thing that the the politicians have certainly united to do us some service, um, I think they should also be asking um, uh, the RTE executive for a full breakdown of all payments to, to Ryan Tuberty's agent uh, and details. Well, they are looking, the yeah, they're, 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 they did all right. They're, they're looking for, I think, all a variety of different payments. I don't know, they'll, uh, they'll be there for about a month, I'd say, uh, with the amount of stuff that the PAC members were looking for yesterday. But is, is your yeah, point just specifically, just, just Brian, I wanted to ask you about the, uh, the fact that they're now going to publish the top 100 earners in general? Because it's always mm-hmm. been, you know, the, the top 10 on-air uh, broadcasters, whether that be by way of TV or television, but is it fair? Like, is it necessary to publish the salaries of the top one hundred across the organisation? Well, well, you know, let's face it. Um, if you look at any government department, take um, Catherine Martin's uh, department, uh, her salary and the salary bands of all her staff are transparent and there to see. There's, uh, I think one of the big issues you, you were sort of saying, where do we go from here? Um, for me, corporate governments can be sort of melted down to two words in terms of the relationship between, on the one side, uh, a board and the board chair and the CEO. And those two words are no 
surprises. And unfortunately, in the last uh, week or plus, we've had far too many surprises. Okay. And well, there's been a lot. The, there's the, been a lot, board, I suppose, the, in in terms of, um, you know, information. And I think what maybe has annoyed and antagonised the public is the the if you want to call it the uh, the drip drip nearly of of information that we've had in, in in some cases. Gina, can I just pick you up on a point there that was that was mentioned a few moments ago? Um, the argument that's always mooted in your long time in broadcasting yourself, you know, around if you introduce salary pay caps, um, you lose top earner, you know, you you lose the top broadcasters, well, the potential to lose them to competitors. Is that a valid argument? Is there evidence? Short answer to that is no. And here's why. Because you, this market in particular, well, look, when I was a broadcaster back at CNN, I wasn't one of the stars per se. And in the management style, which wasn't a great style, but if I had a dollar for every time management told me, stop, don't complain about anything, because if you do, there's a line around the block of people who want to do what you're doing for less. So the point there is, it is still aspirational to be an on-air broadcaster or an on-television anchor or host. People who are coming up who still think, oh, I can do, this would be an interesting career. They are going to want to do that. I always say journalism isn't something that you get into if you want to make a lot of money. A lot of people get into journalism because they like the stories and they like writing and they like being the watchdog for for power. And there still are people that are legitimately out there who would love to have an opportunity. And if the pot is being taken up by people who are earning a whole lot disproportionately to others, then I do not think there is an argument to say, I know that the, the Pat Kenny model has been about touted around that when he left RTE, he was he was given a, a nice job over at Newstalk, and that's great for him, but that's a rare occasion. And I think that a lot of people who are in good positions within an organization will want to stay in that position, and that the salary itself should not be and often is not the only reason to stay mm. in an organization. No, and it's some a- people would argue the fact, actually, that if, if you're looking at salaries being published publicly, that that is all, that would be a, a deterrent. I've been talking to people in the past day or two who'd make that point that, I mean, why would you want to be in a public organisation and your salary, you know, known to everybody in the street? Well, the, 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 actually, the argument against that is very strong, too. The more transparent that everybody's employee salary can be, the more that internally the culture is more fair. People are feeling like they're being, that they're paying, being paid with a valued versus compared to someone else who's in a similar job. Once everybody's employment is known, and especially if you're an organization that does take money from the public, and there's an argument that publicly everyone should know, the more you know, the less it's disparaging. Okay. If it's just a few people, then you can have that division. But I think more actually in the light Okay. Is we, we, John is with us on the line. Do you know what? I'm going to take a short break. Stay with us if you don't mind, Gina and, and, and David and Brian. And we've John next as well. It's 1800 453 106 is the number. We're just asking you. I mean, you've been listening to this for a week, week and a, and a day now, actually, at this stage. Where does RTE go from here? 1800 453 106 is the number if you want to join us in the programme today. We're talking about RTE. And we're asking, where do we, where does the broadcaster go from here? Uh, you heard Leo Varadkar in the past um, half an hour today, the Taoiseach saying that RTE may have to change the way it manages its accounts. This is um, his concerns around the public and private money going into basically the same pot 
at the broadcaster uh, over, of course, the last number of days and the discussions around the finances there. Um, I also see, too, in the past uh, few minutes, the Housing Minister, Darrell O'Brien has he's been asked about whether the government is going to consider appointing somebody, appointing someone to take over the running of, uh, of RTE. Um, Pat is with us on the line today. Pat, I suppose there are lots of different things to talk about, but I was interested in, in Rona Mullen, you know, on, on breakfast earlier this morning, the independent senator calling for pay caps to be put in, to be put in place. And this comes off the back of the um, announcement yesterday that the top 100 earners in general across RTE, that their salaries would be published. Is that level of transparency now required, do you think? There's far more than that, Andrea. Um, the narrative from uh, RTE at the minute would know with a cap on their television license is a false uh, statement. In fact, when you hear um, the figures of, say, 25 to 30,000 new build houses being constructed every year, uh, this last 10 years since they didn't get a, a pay increase in their license, but they have got... Uh, 250 to 300,000 extra television licenses to be uh, purchased every year. And they don't seem to factor that into their uh, equation of where they're worth or their value or anything else. So if, if, if what are you going to do with the next time you have to renew the licence? I mean, the law of the land is we have to pay it. Yeah, but it, by, by default, a television is one of the most useless pieces of furniture in any house at the minute. Except for the last two days, uh, when RTE really excelled at producing uh, television uh, in the doll. Yeah, I'd say they, they rocked this. They rocked this television. Never had as much traction. Things should crashed on the first day, didn't it? Uh, Martin yeah. is with us on the line as well. Um, Martin, where do we go from here? Like, is I mean, there, there's so much talk now. They're going, you know, publishing this and that, and salary caps and uh, register of interest and all this kind of stuff. Like, is that actually what the public wants, or is this just a sort of a knee-jerk reaction to the whole thing? in the last couple of weeks, as all the starters is that the salaries of all the top earners in RT is way, way over the top, and they, and as for the they show this is scrap it, just get rid of it. It's just irrelevant to stay in. Both teenagers, if you ask them who's, who's Ryan Tupper, they say, who are we talking about? Tell them to clue. They all work, watch every night, talk and YouTube and all that stuff. They don't watch RT. It's the older generation that still watch it on and off. But as, as a relevant show, my opinion, a lot of people that I meet, they just think, what's the point? Like? It's a waste of money. And also the new guy that's going to apply the COVID show, ridiculous money to talk to say him. Like, like where are they going? Do you think? What's the they're... challenge with you know, and like the average Joe Soap, that like all the people that work on RT, that do all the background work and all the week, they're just on an average wage now. And they're the ones that do all the work. That's the great success of the show. You know, any, there's loads of people around Ireland would love to get that job in RT. And they'd be damn good at it as well. Some yourself, like, there's no policy. I, I think anyone that could take home after tax 100 grand a year, fantastic wage for anyone. People can look to get a job with a wage like that. Like, what more do you want? Greed, you see. Greed 
has taken over oh, the whole walk yeah. today. I suppose it's like, they're, they're, you know, there's probably conversations then around, if you want to say, I don't want to say this, not, it's, you know, the, the going rate, it's not, it's not the case in every organisation, but like, you know, when there's discussions then around competitors and commercial element, I suppose, to it as well. But no, look, I, I take your, your, your point. I, I don't think anybody would, um, would say they're, they're not astronomical salaries for sure. Um, this texter says, I'm a teacher and hence I'm paid by the public and my salary is publicly displayed. And I think anybody who's been paid by the taxpayer, it is only fair that the same taxpayers know how much everybody is being paid if they have been paid by the taxpayer. You see, to this point, like it's it's you can go on and find out probably with nearly anyone in RT is work is earning uh, that sorry that's working there is earning at the moment. It's done by way of category. You know, if you're a researcher, it's you know X bracket to Y bracket, the same for uh, news reporters, correspondents. But I suppose it's not you know Andrea Gilligan equals X amount of money. Um, and I just wonder how comfortable people are or people feel about that. Maybe because it's the top one hundred, I would have thought that was quite a lot to have included. Uh, myself personally but anyway this texter says the best thing that's come out of the, the whole situation at the moment in RTE is this conversation about what national public interest broadcasting is it needs a complete revamp. Why, for example, is the afternoon programme, um, which I think is so poor in general, why is the evening radio show at the weekend oh this listener, sorry this is Jennifer in Roscommon is asking, I think it's so poor as well why does the broadcasting fee Broadcasting get a free pass, according to I'm not quite sure what she means by that. But anyway, um, I suppose the the point then around Leo Bradker talking about there may have to change the way they manage their finances, and there is obviously a commercial arm um, to RTE as well. They're not just solely in receipt of uh, public sector funding. So it's how do you how do you marry the two? Um, Emma, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Andrea. Where do you think RTE goes from here? Um, well, I got in touch, similar to one of your last texters there, just to say that I think that RT, this is a great opportunity for them to just revamp entirely. I think that they've been out of touch with what current populations want. Like another caller there said that, um, you know, it's mainly the older generation that watch RT on the television. And I'd agree with that. Um, like my friends and I probably wouldn't watch um, RT or sit down and watch it. But when I do sit down and watch a TV show, you know, it comes up at the end, like this is funded by your licensing fee um, or by your by your television license. And I think that there is a great element in Irish television and Irish movie that's getting tainted by this conversation in RT. Like, I am happy to pay my license fee to support industry like that that can create great television. And I think we should support that still with our licensing fee. Mm-hmm. But this whole controversy controversy has really tainted something that could be brilliant and I think it's a great opportunity for RTE to just branch out entirely and um, you know rebrand the whole the whole national 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 broadcasting like we should have live television live broadcasting that's funded in one way and our um, TV shows and movies and different things that are made in conjunction with the Irish film industry completely separate and just fund them separately but make them public knowledge and I think this is something that I've wanted for years anyway. And okay. Yeah, it's funny because I, I, I've read that piece there from Leo Bradker, you know, once or twice now since we started the show. And I don't really, I don't really understand myself how that would work, given the size and the scale and, and the level of services provided by RTE. I, I don't see how it could be just solely funded by way of uh, 
you know, to, to, to uh, taxpayers' funding or the, you know, through, through the via the license fee. I, I just, I, I don't know how you could or would separate the the yeah. two entirely, but. It is massive, like it's a massive industry, um, massive company as well. But as you said there, there is a commercial side of it, a side of it too. Um, and they do raise their own funding as well in different aspects. And the Irish Film Institute obviously receives separate government funding. So I do think that there's a, a reason for it to be reviewed by government as well, that there should be different streams of, of uh, revenue going to different areas. I think this is a good opportunity for RTE to actually say, right, let's, see what people actually do want from their national broadcaster and um, can we bring in what younger people want as well what do they want to hear on our national airwaves what do they want to see on our televisions at certain times mm. of the day and actually send it out to people and you know have some more of a public consultation on what do we actually want from our national broadcaster okay. and what can we do to pre- better serve um, text in from a listener who says the caps should be in all high-ranking pay rates with a view with a review after a period of five years service, including government. Tom has got in contact to say, I'm not a public sector worker, but this talk of people's salaries has gone too far. If you publish the top 100 in RTE, then we might as well publish the salaries of every civil servant. The guards, nurses, teachers, council workers. Where do you stop? Asks Tom. Myra is on the line as well. Myra, do you think the discussion around the pay caps and publishing salaries, like, is it fair? Uh, fair. Uh, I think it's irrelevant, irrelevant, really. We all know that they're paid outrageous salaries. And frankly, and I, I just, I didn't intend to say this, I can't think of any one of them in RTE who is worth half the salaries they're receiving. But that's right. neither here nor there. I was just to quote Professor Mushi um, Higgins last night on, on was it prime time, or maybe it was the other channel, uh, saying that we won't even discuss talent. But um, I was just listening to Michal Martin yesterday. He was, I think he was doorstep somewhere. And he was asked about RTE again. He thinks things will have to change in RTE. And I, I was having my tea, I thought my lunch, something. And I thought I was going to choke. He thinks that RT will have to change its, its approach to things. This morning, Leo comes out and says, he thinks they will probably have to look harder at RT. I'm paraphrasing now. Mm. He thinks. The minister went in to talk to the O'Reilly lady the other day, and we were all waiting to see what would happen. She came out, and she thinks an outside person will have to go in and look at RTE. That's obviously I, what you want to happen, Myra, is as you think. This thinking is, we're past thinking. We're past Action. thinking. What has to happen is that only for PAC, we wouldn't even know. The previous day, when the politicians were there pussyfooting round, and nobody learned anything from the, the previous... Well, the uh, whole thing about the outside... Uh, I, I see uh, Dara O'Brien, the housing minister, was asked about this today, you know, whether the government um, is going yeah. to consider appointing somebody to take over the running of RTE. So it'll be interesting, I suppose, to, to see what, if anything, uh, comes off that over the course of the weekend. It's not the last you're going to hear of this. I mean, can the Sunday papers, uh, Sunday shows, radio shows as well, there's going to be lots more discussion and analysis about everything that has happened since this time last week. Listen, um, Emma, Myra, thanks a million to you both for getting in touch with us in the programme today. There's more and more messages coming into us here. 87 106. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.